I want my daddy's records. Today, I have the honor of speaking with a true pioneer of hip-hop. He's also a pioneer of holy hip-hop, but more importantly, he's a true pioneer of hip-hop. He has this uncanny ability to bring people together, to lead a family. If you haven't heard the names Idol King, The Gospel Gangsters, Freedom of Soul, Dynamic Twins, and more. I want you to stop this podcast and go find all those bands. I am very happy to introduce this guest to your neighborhood today. Beautiful music is like a rainbow in the sky after the rain. Beautiful music is therapy to one's restless dome. Beautiful music is like your child running into your arms when you come but to each his own, I choose the zone on hip-hop That's beautiful music to me and it don't stop Since 79 in your box, it don't stop But nowadays it don't win pop, it don't stop I talk smack about what a lot label hip-hop Because it's not the now sounds more like hip-hop And that y'all need to stop like flavor play Boy, go pop that clock so you can turn right yourself Hip-hop's not about death and wealth But about mental health and creative things And it don't stop Real hip-hop don't piggyback what's hot I know that times are different and whatnot Soup's with it But at the same time I'm a lyrical critic The first listen I don't want you to get it The beat's custom fitted for my rhythm Designed to get better over time Dig it, it's dope Months later you'll admit it As I pin it vernacular to understand where I am on my smartphone, writing with both hands and predictions. For knowledge, my time I invest, and through the music, inject joy into the pessimist. Now, how beautiful is this? Would you please welcome Soup the Chemist to the people in your neighborhood? Are you there? Yeah! And the crowd goes wild. And the crowd goes wild. Hilarious. Oh, my people My people grew up on your stuff On when I had a radio show in uh, Windsor and Detroit. Uh, they knew there was, so my show ran from, I want to say 91, late 91 to about 98. It was called the True Groove. The and beautiful era. Yes, it was. It was. It was a great era, wasn't it? Yeah, probably the a, best era in hip hop, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? What year? Ninety-one to about ninety-eight. Oh heck yeah! You were in all. You did all the great years, man. We it was. It was all the all the bands, all the shows, all this all the stuff that was going on. I say uh, ninety-one to like ninety-five. Hip hop was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was growing up in church in Detroit 
And a buddy of mine named Doug Fink brought me this tape and he said, you got to check this out. It's called listen up. Uh-huh. And so I, t- I borrowed it. He, he actually let me borrow it for a week. I don't know if I would have done the same thing, but he let me borrow it for a week. And, uh, I was like, what is this? Is, this is, this is where I'm at. This is uh-huh. beautiful. This is beautiful. So you are, where are you located right now? I'm in the uh, Bay area, man. Okay. California, the Bay area. Yeah. Much warmer than it is here. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> a lot colder than SoCal, which is LA and all that. <laughs> the Bay area is in its own world, man. It, yeah. Uh, you know, that we're talking when I say Bay area, since you're, you know, in Canada and all that, this is, mm, uh, yeah. that would be Oakland, San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at. And is that where you were from originally or is that, how long have you been there? No, I've only been here for four years, man. Okay. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a LA boy mm-hmm. and uh, originally from New York, but you know, California is home, man. California has been home for a long time. A long time. It's where I, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, developed. Developed. I yes. I like my, that. Uh, my art. <laughs> figured, figured out who you were and who you exactly. are. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, man, there's so much, I I love, I've got a copy of your book right in front of me and anybody who hasn't got a copy of this book really needs to pick it up. We'll make sure that we have a link to that for sure. Right. It's called through my windows. And as far as I know, it's the only book that documents those years that documents that time, isn't it? Uh, I would, from my knowledge, I would say, yes, I haven't, okay. I haven't heard of any other book that, uh, even went even tried to go there because i mean not to sound like i'm all that but we were we were that time so sure yeah yeah (laughs) but uh it's funny man you know i actually had a radio station an individual i sent uh somebody bought my book Mm -hmm. and uh it was a radio station in florida and the lady that was at the radio station um, they they actually interviewed me, and she told me. She said, "When I first saw your book in my friend's hand, my co my uh, co uh, anchor par- partner's hand, mm-hmm. I told I told I asked him, who does this guy think he is? Where he could say the history of holy hip hop right through, through my windows. <laughs> so it was just interesting. But she had never heard of me or nothing. So it was just funny that uh, someone would make that comment." based on right. what, what we just said, if anything sure. else was ever out there about that era, she was like, who, who is this guy to think he can say it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, thought it, that was hilarious, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny that you say that because we're in a time right now, right? In 2020, if you want access to anything, you got, you got so many things competing for your attention right. that to me, History is so important and history is so, and and it's one of the things I'll tell you about in a minute. History is so important to, so that we know where we came from. And I've heard that, you know, since I was a kid, people have said, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Exactly. And as the more, I remember as a kid thinking, ah, come on, they don't know what they're talking about. But the older I get, the more I say, no, 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 I need the lessons. I need to know what to avoid. I need to know that there's somebody that's got wisdom that's that's gone before me not only to, just you know. to piggyback on what you're saying i agree with all that the only thing i add is it also helps you appreciate where you're going 
Right. Yes, absolutely. Because, man, we come from an era where there was no Internet, no nothing. I mean, to promote a show was yeah was actually a task <laughs> nowadays all you got to do is send out uh a post on social media and or something right and you're done you're right. <laughs> yeah but however when you do that you still got to compete with the other fifty thousand things that that is going on that kid can yeah, choose exactly. yeah yeah but, so when i talk to there's a there's a kid at my church that i swear he thinks and i like lecrae uh-huh. uh, i've met him a couple times he's a great guy but i think he thinks that Holy hip hop started with Lecrae, oh, yeah, they, and, they, I, they and I did. and I literally take I take him back and go, no, no, come listen, well, <laughs> come to the house, and, and even and even if we you pass Lecrae, they say okay, then the cross movement, <laughs> right, right, they never go yeah. past oh. that, man. <laughs> Don't, no, 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 and and again, I'm doing everything in my power on my side to take people back, like again, having like people over to the house to say. And, and, and I've done DJ parties here where it's like, I'm, I'm going to play something for you that you didn't even know existed, that you should have known. Right. You really should have known. Yeah, that's the, the basis. So how did you get into, you said you moved to California to kind of figure out yourself as an artist. Well, no, and- no. I came out here young, man, with family. I, it was, I had okay. no choice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they, they loaded up the car yeah, yeah. And, and literally moved to Beverly. I mean, TWA was the airline of choice back then. <laughs> is TWA still even a thing? Not even, man. Remember, it was the only uh, way to fly. Remember that? <laughs> uh huh. I do remember. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's how far we go back. But uh, yep. No, uh, I actually uh, started out as a DJ, and uh-huh. uh, my equipment was stolen. And instead of, I didn't have the money to just like replace it all quickly. So right. in the midst of uh, trying to figure things out, that's when I began to actually write and uh, understand that I had a gift for, uh, you know, yeah. rhyming and started yep. developing it, man. But if that equipment wouldn't have got stolen, man, I don't think I ever really would have took rapping serious. Interesting. Yeah, so Interesting. We're, talking, we're talking 87. You know what? You know what the word that I keep hearing lately is pivot. Right. Like what is when you got to, when you got to change directions suddenly and you have, you know, you just described a, a, a circumstance outside of your control that took you on a different exactly. path. Pivot. That's a, I like that. I was pivoting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like life is pivoting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. So your stuff was stolen and you started to write and you realized you had a gift for Ron. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't doing any Christian stuff. I actually had a a, a group called the Chemistry Crew, and uh, you know we we were we were a positive group, but you know we were uh, we were street, and uh, yeah. it was it was weird because the we actually started gaining uh, some serious respect in mm-hmm. in the neighborhood where I'm from, which is was called the Bench Area which is more like San Bernardino County, which is the outskirts right. of uh, Los Angeles, California. That that was my actual stomping grounds. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, we were, we were, yeah, man, we were, we were blowing things up, man. And uh, in the midst of that, I, uh, I got saved, uh, you know, pivoted again. <laughs> pivoted again. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the streets, the streets actually, I had to choose either I'm 
going to go serious in the streets or I'm going to serve God. There was no in between because I had got into some street right. stuff and got hit with a bat, and, you know, and it was sure. either, yeah. you know, handle this the street way. Cause mm-hmm. the guy wasn't, you know, he was, I knew who he was. It was just a really weird situation where, I mean, if you believe in spiritual warfare, I feel like mm-hmm. I was yeah, literally absolutely. in it because I was just tormented with the fact of killing this dude and seeing if I can get away with it. You know what I mean? Right, and, right, right. Come on, yeah. man. Who knows what would have happened to me? You know, I don't know if I would have got caught. Sure. I don't know if I would have been just got even worse in life and, or guilt would have took anything could have happened out of that. But I chose to absolutely just uh, concentrate and uh, just plunge into the things of God to the point where I even told my group uh, that uh, I don't want to rap anymore. And uh, I, I just started going to church, man. But uh, in the midst of that, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was literally uh, unhappy, man, because I, I love music. Right. And it, I was like, man, dude, this is, I'm not, I'm not into this choir music. It was just so boring for me going to church, hearing these right. choirs. I didn't even like to go. I would go after the choirs just to hear the word because I just was never into it. And I just had all, had all this in me. So what happened was I started writing rhymes. Uh, and putting them on cassettes, like about my experience and what I was going through, just for me. It wasn't. I wasn't just to, just to keep you going. Keep me going. Just rhyming about God and stuff. Yeah. And then one day, right. uh, you yeah. know, and I I remember uh, my wife, my ex-wife, but I was married at the time. She, I let her hear it, and she was like, "Man, this is dope, man. You know, <laughs> you need yeah. to." Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got a gift. You should do this. And I said, you know, I, yeah. I I heard what she said, but I didn't really take it that serious, like um, what to do with it. But uh, I remember, uh, you know, the responses I used to get at this youth group that I was hanging out with when I was playing that stuff. I'm, I'm skipping some stuff, but no, uh, no, 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 no. It's just taking you to uh, the core of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I was getting all these crazy responses like, yo, man, that, you know, I mean, literally, we started a cypher in the parking lot at the youth group to the point where the youth pastor came out there and was like, he thought we were playing secular music. And like, dude, you guys right. are really yeah. disrespecting the church, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yo, man, this is Christian stuff, man. Listen to this. And played them that those cassettes I was making them songs and a homeboy was like, what? And I, that's kind of like the whole vibe started. I never expected to do what I was doing. And at that time I thought I was the only dude doing this, man. I had never heard. That. Well, and that, and that was my question. Did you have oh somebody else that you man. looked up to that went, Oh, they oh did this God. before. So Stephen Wiley wasn't even yeah. out there. Stephen Wiley, he wasn't even out right. there when I was doing yeah. the cassettes. Yeah. But then I was kind con- I, I was introduced, I, like I said, I thought I was the only one, but uh, until I heard mm-hmm. this dude on the radio, you know, talking about God and playing this stuff, make a long story short, that was his brother named uh, MC Scroller, who was JC and the Boys, and uh, right, he's yeah. the one okay. who actually helped me develop 
and get my stuff out. Like, cause he was, he had already, the dude was a hustler, man. He, he showed me how he had a four track. So I actually, that was the, right. I mean, when I say cassettes, I was literally doing uh pause mix, uh, tapes <laughs> and rhyming over those. So it just sounded bad. So this dude had an actual four track recorder where you can make beats and do a whole song, man. And background focus. I was nice. like, yo man, what's up? And, yeah, that, that was the beginning, man. That was it. That's that's the that's the next yeah. the next pivot, yeah, I guess. So, sounds um, like yeah. after that, yeah. you know, I recorded. Uh, he came straight. I heard him on the radio, and uh, okay, I called in. and says, "Man, dude, you know, I like the way you're speaking. Uh, you're playing all this hip hop, but then you're talking about God in the middle, and then you you said, you know, what's up with you, man? I, I would like to introduce." Introduce myself to you. I'm 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 this that, and uh, I rhyme too, man. And uh, I, you know, I'm mm -hmm. actually a, a God fearing MC. And he said, "Oh, really, man?" He says, "Where do you live?" And I told him. He says, "Man, I'm gonna come over after the show." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, so that's before the internet. Way yes, before the internet. <laughs> before you could before you could just reach out and talk to somebody that had you know a show Dude, or recording. He literally drove. He, to I'm gonna come over after, after the, the show. show. And. That was that wow. was it. We actually went to his house. He showed me what a four track. I didn't know nothing about none of this stuff, really, man. And I'm just like, sure, yo, yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, I got you, man. And next thing you know, there huh. was yeah, it was, it was JC and the boys. He introduced he introduced me to Peace. The next day, I know the twins came around. Yeah, what? everybody came. Wow, through the through. JC and the boys, uh, he had a barbecue at his house one day and all these dudes were at his house and he was like, yeah, that's that dude, uh, soup I was telling you about. And then that, that was it. And JC and the boys was the first hip hop group on broken period, right? Broken period. And yeah, he's the, he's the one that took me to broken. Yeah. And it was, and it was very much, I remember the imagery of, of almost like an army. Like we've got a whole bunch of people that are all part of this. Yeah. Cause when I met crew. him. Like I said, it was called JC and the Boys, but he it was only right. him. So I was like, "Where the boys at?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we actually became the boys. Man. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all it's all meant to be. It was all meant to be. I, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember they were the first. Yeah, but uh, it was weird because. Uh, when I, you know, in the midst of that, I didn't even know yeah. Christian bookstores existed. None of this stuff existed. And that's when I walked right, in a right. Christian bookstore. And like I said, till that point, I thought I, me and Scroller were the only ones ever doing this. And I walked in there and I right. saw this yep. tape with this dude in a cartoon kind of vibe uh, called Bible Break. And I'm like, yo, what is this, man? Somebody's rapping about, oh, I'm, there's already cassettes out. And what is this? And then I looked right. again and I saw Michael yep. Peace. I'm like, what? what? I was just tripping off of that whole vibe, man. I didn't even know <laughs> that it existed. So there was cats out there. Right. It was like almost God was raising us all up around the same time. The timing is everything. That, that's it, Again, that's another yeah. lesson in life. When it when it gets put together, when you just when you wait and let God do it, He does it so much bigger and better than you could have ever put it together or planned it yeah. out that way. Because 
I remember, so the Creation Festival, which was not necessarily known for being, you know, anything more than mainstream. uh, It was probably a pretty, it still is a pretty mainstream festival. But I remember going there in 88 for the first time. Like me and my buddy just jumped in a car and we're like, we're going to check this thing out. And so the end of our first day at Creation Festival, we hear this band and I'm like, I don't know who that is, but that sounds interesting. And it doesn't sound like anything I've heard before. Oh, yes, it was Adam yes. again. So I see Adam again for the first time yeah. in 88, had never heard anything from them. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to just let this wash over me because right. this is good. So then everything that came out of Broken to me was like, yeah. I got to pick it up because I knew the quality of, of that band and what they brought and Eugene was involved. And so then right. along comes you and I again, pick it up and I'm like, wow, I, I had not heard, and you know, I knew some of, I knew about Stephen Wiley. I knew, I think right. I knew about Michael Peace. Uh, but I remember when your album and when I heard, uh, here we are Correct. by PID and I went, oh, this is, this is different. This is, not, yeah, yeah. And not, not to, not to, not to right. discredit, uh, the, those that have gone before, but it was like, this is, this is stuff I can right. play for people. And again, that sounds terrible to say, and I'm sorry, I apologize, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, when I, and then when I heard save man and I went and I, and I was just starting uh-huh. to get a radio show and my, my whole goal was to get everybody I knew to hear what was going on, to hear SFC, to hear PID, to hear the stuff Correct. that was coming out because it was, you know, if you, if you go to a fan of, of mainstream hip hop, right, you want to bring them something that they could yeah, sink their teeth into. Yeah, that's a little more authentic to what they're uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were all we were all those type of cast because, you know, we were really hip hoppers. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, you were you were hip hop yeah, first, definitely. right? And then and then you then right. you came to the Lord. Uh, no, that's that's a man. That's a fascinating way of how how it came about. You were writing cassettes for yourself, and somebody took an interest, and then somebody took an interest, yeah. and then somebody took an interest. Yeah. I never. I just never uh, blew up. Expected it to. Uh, be anything but enjoyment to me because basically I hated uh Christian music. <laughs> basically that was it. I, I just couldn't stand Christian music. <laughs> All I knew, okay, when I was five, my parents got saved when I was five and we were at uh, Andre Crouch uh-huh. show in Detroit. And so at five years old, I remember distinctly being at that show and being like, this right. is amazing. But then when I got out of that, trying to look for other stuff when I got older, I couldn't find anything yeah. I liked. I, you know, Andre Crouch was kind of the, it set right, the bar right. really high. And then everything else was like, no, this isn't, this isn't quite cutting it. This isn't quite cutting it. So then, like I said, the nineties the come up and Adam again, right. and bands like that. And they, they start bringing in right. artists, yeah. right? They weren't, they were, and, and to me, they, they weren't, you, it wasn't even really Christian music. Right, it was. There should have been. There almost should have been another name for it. I mean, it was God fearing. That was about you know. But I would. Yeah. I agree with you. It wasn't necessarily Christian music. It was just Christians doing music. Exactly. So, exactly. Which is what it's, it's exactly. kind of evolved to now, in many ways. But but it, it wouldn't have gotten there if you guys hadn't done, did what you did right in the nineties. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what I like too, and there's a lot of things we could talk for days, but there's a lot of things again, from my standpoint, cause I was uh, practicing uh, entertainment law at the time, like as I, as I graduated and all that kind of stuff. So I started working with bands in the industry 
And I always liked the imagery. I always liked the, the, the pictures that you would create. So if I'm sitting listening to your album, I, you, the, one of the things that I always comes back to me okay. is the, the idea of the lab. You, you had this kind of strain running through your music that said, we are scientists in a lab and we are putting this together right, right, for right. you. <laughs> I, was, I always appreciated that because it gave me a real visual of how seriously you took your art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically why. Down I, to your original name of chemistry. Exactly. If that's it. When it's the, when I started, even before the, the gospel SOC before that, it was the chemistry crew. <laughs> so I've always, I always right. looked at music yes. like that, man, like, uh, like a chemistry project, especially when I understood, right. Uh, sampling. Cause as a DJ, you know, you, you're, you're messing, you're right. You're messing with all these different elements and you try to blend them to make your own style. So basically you're just mixing different mm -hmm. elements, yeah. creating a reagent looking for, reactions you know because that's what reagents do they search for reactions so uh yeah yeah man i still to this day consider uh everything is is approached as a chemistry project yeah sure it, 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 and that comes through clear so when you're looking for samples what gets well, your attention uh you know music is emotional so <clears throat> whatever i'll start off yeah. with something that moves me emotionally in a certain way and try to try to build off of that. Uh, I'm a real big jazz head. So that's why you got so much jazz influence yeah. uh, in a lot of the stuff I produced. It was very, very jazz heavy, a lot of horns and piano. I love the sound of the roads, you know, all that stuff is emotional for me. So that's, that's, that's kind of like what I build off and then allow that, those sounds to take me uh, other places and start adding to it to make it sound more full or a different way instead of just, I didn't never, I was kind of like, you know, if I was going to compare my style or my uh, sampling to anybody would probably be the bomb squad because they, they would just pile stuff mm -hmm. on there yeah. to, yeah. to get to where they're trying to get. They would have like, six samples on one thing you know what I'm saying? But, but when you listen to it it all makes right, sense. right yeah so it made sense exactly so that that was kind of me uh i would just well i i always blame you and charlie brown for getting me hooked on jazz <laughs> charlie brown was dope because i because i i collect i i i worked for a, a friend of mine had a um, vinyl store and uh, they didn't have any family here, so when they wanted to go visit family, they said, "Would you mind watching the store?" I think that and that was went, the fiddler and the flute, right? Yeah, that album, man, was classic. <laughs> yeah, fiddler and the flute. I can't remember the name of the artist, but that, that was the name of that album. So I used to watch their store when they would go out of town for a weekend. And I, you know, I, I would certainly, I would sell stuff and all kinds of stuff, but I would, they paid me in trade, which oh, gladly. Oh. Uh, they would, they would, they would have, they would have estate sales that they would go in and, and somebody would call and say, grandpa passed away and we don't want his records. And so they would go in and buy all his records. So I have my whole, my Miles Davis yeah. collection uh, on vinyl and some debut, like a lot of debut back, a lot of kind of yeah, classic yeah. jazz. And I probably wouldn't have paid attention to it if it wasn't for you and Charlie Brown, just so you know. Glad, man, because jazz is amazing, man. 
like one of my favorite groups, man, that really inspired me. There would be times where I would just sit back and listen to their albums if I had writer's block or I wasn't feeling what I was doing. With and that's the right. Jazz Crusaders, man. I love their stuff. Man. Oh, okay. Especially yeah. their yeah. Some of their recordings where they did it all live, man. They're not even in a studio right. killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, that, those dudes was just amazing, man. And so many dope artists came out of that movement yeah. with the Jazz Crusaders. They were just number one, man. And what I, what I really like about what you continue to do is that you will pull the most obscure, tiny little piece and, and you'll, you'll make it a song. You'll, you'll build on a very small part of a sample yeah. and take it so much farther. I remember, do you remember there was a band called, um, sneaker pimps? Yes. Yes. And, and they had, a, they had their big hit was called six uh-huh. underground. And so at the beginning of six underground, there's this, uh, five notes. It's like, Right. And it, and it just loops over and over again. And then I'm watching, uh, gold, not golden eye. What was the name of the okay, Goldfinger? Gold, yeah, James, James Bond. Brown, yeah. So the scene where he walks in and the woman's been spray painted gold. Uh huh. Those are the five notes that played there. <laughs> so they pulled, they pulled the most obscure yeah. like sample that nobody would probably trace to know where it came yeah. from. And freaked it out. So then I'm watching, this is about three years ago. I'm watching this like noir film from the forties. And I heard. And I'm like, I'm frozen. Like I paused. Yeah. One time time. I'm like, I I literally froze in my seat. Cause it was, it was that sneaker pimps moment where I went, that is the most obscure sample on an, a movie that probably right. nobody's seen in the last 30 years. Yeah. And that's one time. And I was like, and my mother's looking at me, what, what? I'm like, no, you don't understand what just happened. You heard, you heard, you heard the element. <laughs> and you know, that's, what, that's what's so dope about sampling though, man. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what you just said, man. That That's why I miss that era so much because when yeah. you, every time you heard these beats and then you hear the original, it's like it takes your emotions even more uh, away because you're like, wow, listen to what he did to that beat. You know, like when I'm playing stuff and I hear stuff that Premier did, and I'm like, yo, oh, man, I hear how he chopped it. It's like it almost takes you into their mind when you're hearing this classic yeah. song that they grabbed it from, man. And that's why the art of sampling right. to me is was – that's why the 90s was so dope, man. But yeah, unfortunately yeah. – you know, it was a it was a move that I understand. People do want to get paid for their art uh, because you're getting, you're making money off of their art. But some of those songs you would never even play again if it wasn't for this artist bringing it back to life. You know what I'm saying? So I exactly. mean, but they exactly. got so greedy yep. and it just kind of messed up the whole vibe to me of sampling. Because now people, of course, they just replay everything, but it doesn't have right. the same grimy, uh, artistic feel to me as it did in the '90s. And if if you listen, right. you listen to the 
the 90s. Took the fun out, took yeah, the fun you out of it. Yeah, to the 90s and you listen to the hip-hop now. I mean, there's still cats right. doing some amazing stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she got the mm-hmm. Alchemist. She got all these dudes that, you know, still doing crazy stuff, still chopping up stuff and filtering it and making yeah. it. Now it's more of a, you're going to have to really search to figure out what this is kind of vibe. <laughs> so... Right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make it, but but see, you always did that. You always made it so obscure. Yeah, because we actually, uh, we actually came in the time where they started hitting hitting people uh, pretty hard about sampling. Like, for instance, uh, "Freedom of right. Soul." Here's a good example: uh, the song "Sooner or Later," uh, where if you listen to my verse, if you listen to my verse. Rugged, ripping, brothers, tripping, off of the track, off of the rap. I did that. It's fast. So get, it's all acapella because we could, right. it wasn't like that. We couldn't get clearance on the sample. It was an earth winning sam- fire sample. <laughs> so we had to, we had to really? pull it. And it actually came out pretty dope like that. But yeah, yeah it did. There was actually a sample there that we couldn't get cleared. Rugged, ripping, brothers tripping off of the track, off of the rap. I made that. It's fat, so give up the soul clap. If you're down with real rap or not, you can walk. It was probably it was probably like two seconds. Yeah, it was looping. Three it was seconds. looping through that part, yeah. but they was like, yo, pay us. <laughs> <laughs> the hand was out. The hand but was they- out. All the other stuff, all the other junk got cleared except for that one. It was hilarious, man. <laughs> Just put the cash in my hand. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, man. I had to change up. There was a lot of stuff I had did that I had to change the beats up because uh, brain. It, this is when they became brainstorm. And they were like, "Man, we ain't paying for that, man." Right. So, <laughs> it was yeah, hilarious. Well, yeah, I had I had dealings. I had dealings at the at the end of brainstorm, and I know they didn't have cash yeah, for much at that by the end unfortunately so yeah so but i missed that era man. i missed that era. yeah it, ch- it changed so much because i mean it, i from where i sat it was an homage right it was you know i want to introduce a, a new sound that's not really a new sound to people in my in my circle right. seems to me right yeah I had a discussion. I was talking to a songwriter the other day, and he said, "There's so many of these young artists now that that say they don't sound like anybody else." And he says, "We're all, we're all a sum of of the our influences, right, what right. we grew up listening to, yeah, what we, we listen to now." DNA of the what we yeah, yeah. we're a DNA of uh, something, man. That's true. And that was and that was the hardest sampling, and in, in its purest form, I believe, right, you right. know, was the idea of this is you got to hear this this track, you got to hear this song, right. Um, you got to hear this this small part from a 1940s noir film. <laughs> Just think about it. Back then, you had a limited time in your set. Like now, the sampling is unlimited. Like so, we right. we had yeah. to grab it. I think you had something like 16 seconds to chop everything up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like now it's like so. I mean, you can pull it off YouTube now. Yeah. So just the art of it. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just you had you had you had to work to get. To get the samples you want. Yeah. So yeah, when I listen yeah. to a lot of these cats, like your Pete Rocks, you know, uh, Eric Sermon, uh, Premier, uh, uh, who was uh, my man uh, from, uh, man, what's, oh, Large Professor. Man, the way they used to just manipulate stuff and 
Yeah, yeah it was yeah. just dope. It's a, it was a science. It was an absolute it was science. Too. Science, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what what made you say I'm going to write a book? I want I'm going to document that time. Uh, man, actually, I was motivated uh, by my son because okay. uh, you know he he was he was young in that time. He was like three, four years old. Right. And, uh, you know, I remember bringing him places and he would just sit in people's lap and not know what the heck's going on. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's going to step out on stage now. And- yeah. So uh, as he started getting older, though, I yeah. I kept like this little treasure chest of all my little magazines, cassettes, nice. everything I ever did. I, I threw I threw one at, at least one copy of something in there. That's so and smart. Found, yeah. And locked it up. Yeah, because I was just gonna give it all to him as he yeah. got older. Yeah. So I remember uh, when he started, when he hit about 10, 10, 11 years old, he would he was really into music, and mm-hmm. he would always hit me up like, "Hey, Dad, man, this guy at school." Uh, I told him you were my dad. His dad knows who you are. Hey, did you do this? He would always call <laughs> me. It was just trippy getting calls from him about people asking him about or, or telling him about what I used to do. Like it, it got trippy. When I say trippy, <laughs> he lived, he, the kids would come to school with questions from their parents. Cause you, you know, back then a lot of those guys were kids to me, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So, yeah, exactly. so it was just weird. Yeah. So, uh, they, uh, they would. They were coming out to. This, they were coming out to the shows back then. Well, he would get the, the kids he was going to school with. That hit their parents were giving them questions to ask him. <laughs> to ask me. Here's here's an index card with a whole bunch of. Yeah, questions. it was. It Have was fill so it out. Weird man, it was weird. So based <laughs> on all that, yeah. So I noticed I was just constantly, uh, you know, breaking stuff down to him, man. Uh, wow. What we used to do. Well, yeah, we did this, and he would just trip out like, "Wow, Dad, that's a trip." And then um, I remember I was like, con- subconsciously like, "Man, dude, I should just write write this dude a a book," you right, know? What I'm right. saying? Sure, yeah, yeah. And, but I was just I just kind of threw it out there, right? And I remember uh, I was kind of really started thinking seriously about just I didn't know how to write a book, so that's what was a uh, was hindering me, right? Sure, yeah. But in the midst of all that, I wrote a movie. And, okay. And uh, Joey the Jerk from uh, LA? LA Symphony yep. was, was going to film school at the time. Okay. So right after I finished this movie, I was like, who better to let read it and tell me if it's whack or if it's good? Right. So I called him up and uh, I said, hey, Joe. Yo, I wrote this movie, man. I want you to peep it out. Now, before I tell you this, keep in mind, I I told nobody about writing a book, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's like it's almost like your cassettes. Yes. The first thing he says to me is, the first thing he says to me is, "Man, you need to write a book." And I'm like, <laughs> nobody I'm knew like, that. No, and I'm like, huh? And he goes. I said, I'm calling you about this movie. What are, you, what are you talking about? He says, I know what you're calling me about, man. You need to write a book. I don't even want to read that. Write a book. <laughs> he, 
I mean, that's why we called him Joey the Jerk. Right. He jerk. <laughs> but he literally said that to me, man. Wow. And I said, man, you tripping, man. He says, hey, let me hit you back. And hung up the phone. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. How did he know? This dude is. Man, he, it's like he, he read my inner thoughts. Yeah. There's, some, there's something bigger at play. Yes. So I, I just said, I said, okay. Yeah. I'm going to take his advice, man. Yeah. And uh, I sat there and I wrote a book, man. <laughs> It's, it, and to this day, he still ain't read my movie, though. <laughs> He's, well, you wrote the, you wrote the book. He needs to, he needs to read book, your movie. Man. Yeah, man. So uh, that's basically how. That's amazing. All, that's that. That was the motivation for it, and how it came to be. That's because I wrote a book a couple years ago, put it out there, and I remember the process. I remember in my head going, "What is anybody gonna? Is anybody gonna read this thing?" Does it, does it even matter? Why, why do I need an ad? Like I'm the, the self doubt in my head that tried to talk me out of it was like, yeah, you don't need to write this. It's, it's been done. And you got to get past. I, I find personally, I had to get past that. I said, I was social distancing when I was writing my book. Cause I had to oh, go away. I, I literally locked myself away from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a year. Sure. You would, you'd I, have to, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to write. Yep. Uh, you know, thank so God we, for uh, all these little programs like Word Perfect and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we but, know uh, we know about social distancing from yes, having I, sitting right above. I remember for two days. I remember it well, man. I sat in front of the computer the whole day. Yeah. And probably had not even a paragraph. Came yeah. back the next day, not even, a, I couldn't even add to the paragraph. I'm like, man, I don't know how to write this, man. This is crazy. Sure. I pray. I, and I, I remember leaving that night and going to this uh, open mic. And I saw this dude there that I know that wrote a book. Okay. And uh, I, I pulled him to the side. I said, hey, yo, man, you know, man, I'm trying to write a book, man. You, you got anything that I could read? try to uh motivate me and get me open man because i've been staring at the computer for like two days man and i don't even have an intro finish and he said he looked at me and he said well that's the problem man he said well why are you working on the intro hmm. he said why are you even worried about what you're writing down right he said if you've got thoughts in your head write them just get start writing Wow. He said, that's what editing is for. Sure. Yeah. And I said, really? He says, he says, yeah, man, you, you ain't going to ever write if you're just trying. What, you're going to just write every chapter and then go on to another? <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah. no, he says, no, man, your mind, no, that ain't the way you think about it, man. Huh. He said, just write. And when you finish writing, then you could put the book together. Huh. And I said, wow, man. I said, and he says, yeah, just write, man. And he said, next thing you know, you, if you miss a day, you're going to be mad at yourself for not writing because you're going to be in that type of mode. And I right. said, wow, man. So when he told me that, I went home and just started writing experiences. Huh. And, next, and next thing you know, I couldn't stop, man. I literally wrote uh, something like 520 pages. And we wow. only put 245 in the book. 
So there's still almost 300 pages out there. Feel me, man. Stuff that you wrote. Wow. So you went from from not being able to write anything to writing 520 pages. Just writing, man. And and it was like the Holy Spirit was just taking me all over the place, Uh man. All of a sudden I started... I started remembering all this stuff. I went and got the treasure chest, started looking at it, and it was just stuff, stuff. And I would just, what I would do is I got to a point where I would just say, okay, I'm going to just write about this and put like a, a heading. Yeah. And then just like write it. But it, yeah. but if you, if you read the book, I tried to, uh, I didn't want to just make it a documentary, which. Right. Like a documentary film. Yeah. You know? But yeah. It's kind of no, it it reads it reads like you, it yeah, reads like but, it reads like you what, speak. What kind of uh, disappointed me about the book is I put a lot of deep stuff in there and tried to uh, back it up with scripture and trying to take you away from uh, what I was saying for you to study it yourself. Like I put scripture in there, links in there, and you know, to deep topics like homosexuality in the church, you know, uh, uh, there's one where I have controlled chaos, which, uh, deals with kind of like the Illuminati kind of vibe thing. What is, what is the Illuminati and stuff? Right. Right. Yep. Do you know, man, nobody talks about this stuff. All they talk about is, Hey man, I remember when you were here, I remember that picture. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it's hilarious, man. You, you, like, you, tr- you tried to lead them to water. <laughs> I did. It's like nobody cares about the deep stuff, man. All they care about is the real history. But um, I think I still have faith that things in there will never come back void. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm saying all that to set up what I'm about to say right now is knowing I went into it like that, right. I had to do a lot of studying, man, because I can't just put stuff out there in case people were going to get deep into it. Right. I had to know what I was talking about, man. You, you so, don't want to put it on anything lightly. Nothing. So, man, yeah. there was there was a lot of uh, time and effort that went into that book. And yeah. so, yes, social distance for a year, bro. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. You're a social, when you're a social person, it's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, man. It was a trip, man. So yeah, I, I remember if I had to get if I was going to get it done, I had to I had to I had to turn off Wi Fi and just sit down and do it. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, when I read, when I, of course, you know, when you pick it up, you're not going to understand the emotion that I understand because, right, I come from a, a understanding that I don't know how to write a book. So right. when I look at that book, I'm amazed. Like, wow, how did yeah. I- how did I do that? Yeah, it was yeah. totally God, man. He was yeah. moving on me, man, because I literally don't know how I wrote that book. Dude. It really sounds too like you've had a steady stream of people speaking into your life to say you can do this, you should yeah. do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. give, give me that cassette. Let me let me help you get that cassette out. Yeah, you know? and that's why I firmly believe where there's a will, there is a way. Yeah, if you, you yeah. if you're humble enough. And you're in, in tune enough to be taught, mm-hmm. to understand uh, that you may make mistakes. Just go back and fix them. Right. What What can't you accomplish, man? Right. You just you do it, and yeah. you get it out there. You follow the leading. You follow listen to the people. You listen to the people in your life that God's put in your life to 
as that as a purpose to speak into your life. Yeah, just like before we went live, you were explaining to me about your whole barbecue pit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. You got it. You might not know how to do it, but if you got the will, you will learn how to do it. <laughs> you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Same vibe, man. I didn't know Every- what I was doing. Every time I try to put something together, I have to take it apart and re-put it back together because I put something on backwards or I use the wrong. Like I did that four times today. But <laughs> when you do it, it came out even better, and you understand it better, correct? And and it's yours. It's my it's my lesson. Exactly, man. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I I I went through a divorce 15, 16 years ago, oh. a little bit longer than that, and I remembered the lessons that I had came through it and went right, okay, right, right. Now, now I know differently. Now I know not to do this this way. Yeah. But and, you have to and, be yeah. humble enough yeah. to understand that and allow yeah. it to be taught. Yeah. Or, I, my or you will keep going through the process of not completing, not advancing. No, my my vows at my second wedding were if I had to go through all this to get to you, it was worth it. And I said, in the natural, that makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. That's deep, man. That's very deep. If you just looked at it from from the background to even say that, right. you'd go, "Come on, there's no way." No. But I can see, I can see God's hand in all of it. That's deep, man. We, and I have to acknowledge deep. that. Yeah, that's deep, man. Yeah, another one of them fresh coast hits, baby. When I never type, I just can't sit still in my seat. When I sound Express myself. Another influence. I'm way out, way out, way out. Yeah. Abstract like the cable guy on my own planet. Send a CD down to yours, wrapped in plastic. A homo sapien retrieved it and cracked it. Open like it was a pomegranate. Eat seed was a wild sound tape on my world tree. Sonic's coming off like frat brother stomping his sink. Played it for his homeboy, he said that food can't creep But that same individual don't like the thing Another slave, found in this microwave age Likes everything fast and easy Simplicity, ordinary never Unordinary man, that's my goal forever Reaching like a toddler does for a bottle Trying to stay focused with a wallet Spinning in a supermodel But what can I do, bruh? Came this far, man, so I push Like graffiti artists do the tips on spray cans Concepts captured, confined in a safe place Waiting to sleep for a tight Beat to embrace, just like a mother holding on to a newborn. Like lovers in the cold trying to stay warm, never bite or settle for a right. Another influence. I'm up before the sun shines, just getting started when it begins to unwind. We have golden ways to show your love. Hello, Ben Redeen with you on KACRFM, your 24 hour Christian adult contemporary companion, where you never hear music like. I'm transformed. But music that soothes the soul and words that lift up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's the latest from Kelly Christian on KACR. Turn your eyes upon Yo, we're straight bum rushing it like this. Open up windows, rhythmic patterns from the soul, elements from the basement, hear cosmic arrangements, emotion blowing like wind, hit your body and settle in, so much flavor you can taste it, 
hear gas make arrangements Busting through doors like drug agents when I first came in the game Ever since 88, never did a LP, that sound the same thing Re-rock patterns already dropped, once I reach that point I need to stop But I still got a stack on stock of uncut God very hip-hop Ain't really tripping off if you like me or not Cause I write what I feel like Tupac Independent so I can't get cut loose Got a shoestring budget so I got a rap mix and produce Right now I am the caboose, but I'm optimistic Got big dreams, seen big things Why riding on the shoulder of a giant Think like a Tyrant studied like a scientist, consumed in his own interest. A lifetime quest for me is to praise and confess. For all these wrinkles are pressed out, 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 out. I am out, that's why it may be hard for you to comprehend. But I'm not a friend of the world, so I just can't blend. But then I don't think like the rest of them religious losers. I'm a muser, writing verses that are like starving students. Movers, open up windows. Rhythmic patterns from the soul, elements from the basement. Hear gas make arrangements. Emotion blowing like wind Hit your body and settle in So much flavor you can taste it Hear gas make arrangements Open up windows Rhythmic patterns from the soul Elements from the basement Hear gas make arrangements So you are, you're busy you're, you're, you, you wrote this book. This book is amazing. Everybody needs to pick it up because it's history. I, I'm at a point right now, uh, the next phase of our podcast, uh-huh. I've reached out to some people that are, my mom's 75. I reached out to some people that are in that age range. Uh-huh. And because when we're talking about the history, you wrote down the history of hip hop. I want to talk to people who remember uh, separate washrooms and separate drinking fountains. D, D, because yeah. if, if we don't document that now, it, it, by video or audio or whatever, if we don't document that now for the next generation, we're 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 losing a real opportunity. No, that's true. Man. So that's your book true. inspired me to to really take that direction as well. It's like, no, I want to talk to some of those people. See how it was, get an understanding of. It. Yeah, almost in the same way that Jerry Seinfeld goes and talks to Mel Brooks right. and you know like the, the, the comedians of whatever he does. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But I, I said I'm young. I'm young enough. I'm not young, but I'm young enough to not know what that was like to go to the South and have to use this, you know, sit up in the balcony of a movie theater. Right. But I know the right. generation in front of us remembers that vividly. Right. Isn't that crazy that people are still alive? It hasn't. I mean, yeah, it hasn't. I yeah. guess I'm saying it ain't even been that long. There's people that it hasn't been that still long. alive that been, been through that. Like, like uh, last year, I went to uh, South Africa. Right, I went yeah. to Cape Town, yeah. and it was uh the twenty fifth. It was a jazz festival I went to attend. Okay, it was the twenty fifth year anniversary, and also the twenty fifth year of South Africa not under apartheid. Only twenty five wow. years. Only twenty five. Yeah, yeah. My son is twenty three. Man, <laughs> that ain't a long time ago. That's not a long nope. time ago. It's it's not no it's not that long at all. So it's just you know, it's not that long yeah, at all. It's just that's just trips me out, man. Yeah, yeah. You think of it being so many years ago, and then you realize it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was in my life. Especially uh, thinking about that and seeing you know the times that we're in right now with all this chaos and stuff going right. on. It's just weird, man. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, we are speaking on in a very bizarre time in general because we're all locked in. Locked Certainly, that's and this stuff that's certainly taking place. Social media still- has changed the world, and this is proof. I mean, because uh, what we saw with the uh, George Floyd, I mean, right I'm from you know, coming from where I come from, that right. 
we've seen that we've been seeing that since forever in our hoods man yeah but now social media and everything has brung how wicked and nasty it is to the world right and uh it's really wide open now to where even a person who was blind to the racism you know like other races they're they're disgusted like dude this is crazy it's almost like social media has shown them what we've been saying for years like look at this john man there's yeah if if, if you if you if you claim that it's not there you you've chosen that chosen that they straight up there's no there's no in in between now it's like either you're at a point where you have to choose a side right and my and i my mom i mean my parents really shared with me Emmett Till and they talked about, they talked about Emmett Till and they talked about how the tide shifted with Emmett Till. And they said, and, and what I love again, it's a horrific story, but what I love about that story was the, the, his mom's insistence on keeping the casket open and how, Oh yeah. What a, what a, what a godly move that was to say, if you, if you want to pretend it doesn't exist here, he is. And this is what was done. And now, now keep going, you know, like live now, live the way that you always have, but you can't deny that this is real. And, and I was, I had a discussion the other day with some friends and I said, I said, I had prayed that I would never have an Emmett Till photo in this century. I said, but that image of George Floyd is, is to me is the Emmett Till picture, yeah, it's, which uh, is breaking my heart. It's pretty crazy, man. It is crazy. It is great because you that you know the pictures. What is it? Images. A picture is a thousand words. Yeah. There's so much that's said in that one photo. There's that. I mean, the look on that dude's face. I'm like the look on his face. Standing on his guy, like he literally. It's almost you could hands see, in his pocket. It's almost like you could see the demon inside of him, man. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And 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 like I said, I've had friends that have been like how can this be? And I'm like, now, now you have to face it. It is, it's usually, you know, in the 90, was it 92 or 91 with Rodney King? It was blurred. It was at night. It was, everything was grainy. There's nothing grainy about that photo. But did you ever watch the movie do the right thing? Yes. Oh yes. And it, the yeah. same vibe in do the right thing when he ch- choked out radio Raheem. Remember his partner was even yes. yelling out, let him go, man. Uh-huh. Let him go, man. Yep. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> this is something that we've been seeing for years. It's just yeah. finally we have cameras and people are for some reason they really, I think because the world is sitting still right now, it hit right. people home because usually people are just on the move. They're too busy to even yeah. for it to process. Everybody's, yeah quarantined right now so right. they saw this and it's really speaking to people because they're not moving yeah yeah i i honestly i didn't want to post that photo yeah but i said if we all look if we all keep looking away and nothing's going to change like it, it hurts it, it i remember as a kid seeing the Emmett Till photo and thinking i don't i can't i don't want to look at that but obviously people's people got the point back then Right. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't deny it. So it's, that's, that's one of the things I'm praying is that, is that we force ourselves to, to see what's going on. And those of us that have, those are the people that have denied it and denied it and denied it and, or get over it. Or again, I live in a border city, so I hear all sides or we had a black president. We figured it out. Everything's good now. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, 
No, no. And and what I what I appreciate about what you do through your art is you bring those issues up and you talked about them openly all through all through everything you put out. Whether it's referencing a, a jazz musician that we all need to know about, or whether it's just facing the issues head on, right. um, I, I appreciate your boldness of writing "Kill the Spirit" right. and writing, you know, songs like that. Yeah, that, yeah. That you know, you you had fun songs, you had dance songs, and you had serious songs, and they all were all part of one record. Yeah, and "Kill the Spirit" was actually speaking to us as black people yes yeah uh, yeah we uh i mean we carry ourselves in a way that almost gives these uh racist individuals uh an open door sure yeah and that's what i was trying to attack yeah because uh you know i'm from an era i was born the year the uh black panthers actually came to be okay and uh it was always uh, something that was um, taught and uh, and presented in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, just what they stood for, what they really were about, and uh, you know, they were just they. I mean, of course, they were made off to be. I mean, people said they were communists. Some people called them violent, but actually, all they were was uh, ministers of defense. They were defense. You right. Know, they, uh, yeah. They're they're the ones. Uh, if you ever went to school and and got a a lunch at school, that that comes from their movement. You know what I'm saying? All that all that stuff came from them. All they they were they were self sufficient in the neighborhoods, yeah. right? To, which made uh it difficult for outsiders to come in and take advantage, right? And yeah. Uh, I was listening to something Malcolm X said the other day and it just, uh, I never really thought about it Mm -hmm. until yesterday, man. He said the neighborhoods, let's just say the projects are filled with the most police, right? Yeah. But yet at the same time, they have the most crime. How can a neighborhood have... The most police, but yet the most crime. That's a bizarre correlation. <laughs> he said, so, so obviously the crime must be moving yeah. through them individuals who are also inside of these projects, meaning the police. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they're there to serve and protect and they're over flooded in these neighborhoods, why is there so, why is there so much crime there? And I yeah. was like, wow, that's that's deep, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh I was piggybacking that right now to say that was the whole um understanding of kill the spirit. It's like mm-hmm. when you say the word nigga, like we do in the hood, right? It uh it's a spirit behind it, man. I don't care what these cats want to say. We're calling each right. other nigga this, nigga that. It's always yeah. something weird and negative, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and and its and its origins were not good. Origins were not good. So why yeah. is it? Why is it cool to to call yourself that? You don't walk around calling yourself ugly or stupid, right? You know, I'm ugly. I'm stupid. Yeah, but you'll say. 
yeah, I'm that nigga. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that whole there's a spirit, I mean, from us being in the uh, you know, a godly mind state, like as as the Bible would say, we're peculiar people. And like yeah. you were you were saying earlier, your vows, no one would understand that in their right mind, but in their right. spiritual mind, you do. Yeah. So when I made the song Kill the Spirit Called Nigga, you have to be in a spiritual mind state to understand exactly what we were saying in that song. Because right. it's we we actually believe that it was a spirit. And uh rest in peace yeah. to my brother Solo. Mm-hmm. He's the one who motivated me to even make that song. Wow. Yeah, I mean yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I, I, I miss, I miss him, and I didn't know him well. I, he came. Right. He, I remember, they came to Detroit, I think, twice. So yeah. I kind of hung out and went to those shows. But uh, I certainly didn't know him as well, nearly as well as you did. Uh, yeah, he was like just, a little pro to me, man. Yeah, yeah. And the, the first time I even heard of him was on your uh, Adventures of SFC right. VHS cassette, and uh, I went. This is, I got to, whenever they come out with something, I got, I remember for like a year looking for Alliance of Light in the stores. Cause I was like, I got it. Right. I got to get that. There's man. Yeah. There's something. And then they, and, you never found Alliance of Light, but you found the gospel gangsters. <laughs> gospel gangsters. Right. Found the gospel gangsters. That's yeah, what they became yeah. after that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I loved, I, I really appreciated the family that you guys had. I mean, that uh, the twins peace, uh, you know, XL, like there was so right. much. Yeah, that was that was actually the goal, man. That was the goal. And it's collaboration. Exactly. The well, word the word oh, that comes to mind is collaboration. Oh, exactly what you said though. I approached every all everybody. Actually, actually, if you look at my record cover in uh phase three, yep. That's what it says. The family. We were seventy five oh, deep on that picture. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's so right. I, always told all these cats we're we're like that fish, that fish eye lens exactly shot. it's called yeah. if, you, if you look at that picture that's exactly what it says under there wow the family i i didn't even remember that that's yeah. amazing so that's uh, amazing that's and, and, I, you know what? And, and your family extended past hip-hop too which was unique at the time you know, the, the right. crucified uh exactly. you know certainly xl yeah uh you know mortal all that you there was a there was there wasn't the division that exists in other parts of say Christian music. Right. Uh, you guys were all in it together. We were. In it it seemed together. to me. Seemed to me. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. It started out. Yeah. It started out like that. But just like anything else, you know, after over time, mm-hmm. egos. Yeah. Other, which I get into in the book. You know. It, sure. Yeah. Uh, came into play, and I knew. I knew it. You could feel it was starting to come because. Sure. Uh, just like anything else, it started getting popular, and right. uh, you know now, and you know people were hurting for money. They wanted money. They wanted to be the man. Blah blah blah, yeah. and uh, and the labels didn't really have any money. Nah, and they didn't understand what it was. They, I mean, even no. when I came into this, they didn't even have a gospel rap category. There was no gospel rap category. Right. Yeah. So uh, they didn't know what the heck to do, but. That's because uh, it never got addressed and handled. Mm-hmm. I would say today, that's why you look at Christian hip hop and they're 
in my opinion, there is no unity. Sure. No. Yeah. I don't see none of these dudes working together. You got these independent labels. I mean, I don't want to call people out. Yeah, yeah. You got these certain un- independent labels. Right. And they don't even really uh, communicate with each other. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they're on top. Yeah. They're top of the game. When, when we was doing our thing, uh, we made we made uh, everybody talk to everybody. We made yes. like, <laughs> PID. Uh, Fred Lynch called me and said, Sue, man, how come we ain't going on a tour together, man? Ain't nobody trying to book us together. I said, right. because we ain't tried to do it. He said, well, it's, it's happening. And he, sure. he he put the whole tour together. We did the first real holy hip-hop tour. Right. Destroyed it, man. Nationwide yeah. with it, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time, we were considered, you know, the two biggest right uh, real if you real hip-hop authentic hip-hop groups yep so absolutely we didn't have there was no egos i didn't sit back and i could have now sure i could have at that time sit back and told them well we want to we want to close right you know never came out of my mouth i was like let's go homie and i said and i even matter of fact i told him i said you put me wherever you want he said well you want to close some of the nights i said oh no man you you done you done all this work. I'll open up the whole tour. I don't care. Sure. Wow. You know, and it, it's and it all, worked. It was it's all it was about this, humility. Yeah, man. Because I'm like we're a family, man. I'm not worried about that. And right. uh, but that I'm saying that to say we couldn't even add certain individuals to the tour because that was that was uh, conversations. Well, right. What you know? What's up with this? Uh, who's who's going to go on first? Who's yeah, gonna- <laughs> it's just like <laughs> man, man. Let's just rock this junk, homie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You under you understand that better than most. I'm, I'm yeah. getting the impression. Yeah. So and now and nowadays it, it, it exists even worse, man. Yeah, I've never again. Even, you know, I haven't even been on the scene in a long time. Right. When I wrote this book. I remember. You know, I'm not going to say any names, but mm. I. I approached this individual who's very massive in the movement right now. Okay. And I, yep. and I, and, uh, I had, I had just asked him, I said, Hey, uh, can I, can I, I see you're on tour a lot and you have a merchandise table. Would it be possible right. for me to sell my book at your merchandise table and you just take a cut? Right. Uh, no, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like what? Yeah, no. I mean, you're even gonna make some money, but just straight up, no, I can't do that. I don't yeah, even understand. Missing, why. missing, missing the point. It, missing it the has point. Nothing to do. I'm not taking away from nothing you're doing. You're actually yeah. introducing me to a into, to a, a whole world that doesn't even know I exist. Right, you and know? explaining the, explaining the history behind it and how but, we how we got here. But yet. You yeah. will, when you're getting interviewed or talked to, you talk about how, yeah, you know, respect to the pioneers. Well, of course. Yeah. It's just so, yeah. it's, it's just so back in the day that would, well, we would never, if someone would have came to any of our groups, right? anybody, me, PID, twin, somebody oh. like that, it, we, yeah. it would, oh, and I can make a cut, man, I'm not, yeah. throw it on the table. 
I got I got to know the twins really well. I got to know T Bone. We brought him in a couple times here, and he had nothing but good things to say about the scene and about what was going on and about and about the family. Like it was, like I said, when when sooner or later came out, I went. And you know, it's it's you know, it's exciting to to hear collaboration, to hear for, when you're on the opposite side of the country, to go. Oh, this track has got soup. It's got T Bone. It's got you know peace. It's got all this stuff. And it was all about, you know, about working together and we're all on the same side. And, and again, I know that it wasn't probably wasn't like that in every situation, but what came across was we're in this together and nobody really understands this and that's okay because we're just going to keep doing it. Right. And that's the impression. That's the impression that was given right across the nation. We're going to, we're going to do this whether you support it or not. Pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> and you're right. I got to I got to go back and look at the cover of uh, yeah, Phase Three again because I remember there being a, a, an army of people behind. Yes, I, and that's I'm the only just, way it I, happens. I wish we had picked a better picture that had everybody in there, but that's what they went with. But that day sure. was 75 individuals from different groups. Yeah, the total of us was 75 people standing at the Watts Tower in LA, California. Right. Yep. And that's why it was, it was exciting to watch the broadcast you did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, that that everybody was on just to see everybody, to see Nolan Robbie again, to see everybody together again. Yeah. And verbs and everybody like it was it was a, a cross section of a whole bunch of people I hadn't heard from. Yeah, that was, that was a that was a really dope experience, man. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. really uh know how dope it was until I started clicking in and seeing everybody uh, chime in. And I was yeah, like, man, yeah, dude, man, hey, man, hey. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will link it to make sure yeah. people can find it. It was because it was like the, it was like the Brady Bunch of holy hip hop. Yeah, man, it was just crazy, <laughs> man. So, like, that was like the beginning of. There wasn't nobody that wasn't there from the beginning, man. It was just deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never That's... even really uh, talked. Which is I find really weird. I never, mm. I never talked to Stephen Wiley ever. Really, that yeah. was my first time ever really, you know, yeah. being in the same. And he was right here in LA. He was a youth pastor at uh, Fred Price's church. You know what I'm saying? Oh, was he really? Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I performed. Every, this is my backyard. Right. Never met to do ever. You know, sometimes it takes a quarantine to get us all back together. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> that's, weird, man. That's been one of the cool things about, again, I don't mean to say cool things because it's a tragic situation and, and people are suffering, but there's a certain there's a certain element of stopping the world where we've all stopped and some of us have taken stock of the people in our lives and the people that used to be in our lives and reconnected with those people or looked after those people and, and, yeah, and worked man, some things right. out. It just shows how uh, God works in mysterious ways, man. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he uh, I mean, it's in his word. If you draw nine to me, I will draw nine to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even in mm-hmm. this time, you being quarantined subconsciously, you are being drawn closer to God. Yeah. Because you're right. We you don't have all these distractions and uh, all this stuff going on. It's actually making you value life. Yeah. Uh, you're. I mean, it's either you're either gonna. It's like the word you use. It's a, a pivot because uh, you're stuck in the house with people 
all day long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So either you're going to get along or yep. you're going to figure out that you do not like each other. One or the other. <laughs> well, there's, there's only two possible outcomes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, it's actually, like you said, it's a, it's a horrible it's a horrible blessed time. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. the world is- are, even the, even the earth is healing, man. I was watching something about two weeks ago about all these animals just walking where they would never be before. Cause people ain't there. They're yeah. just walking around. And the air quality is better. It's just a lot. It's just some trippy stuff going on. Yeah. Right Did you, ever, you ever see 12 monkeys? Heck yeah. It's when they, when all the animals, the zoo animals, are walking downtown New York, exactly same vibe, man. Kind of almost <laughs> there. <laughs> where the monkey. army, where, where the army, the twelve monkeys. Twelve monkey was a classic. You're right, that man. Is, We're is. yeah. I got to go back and visit that, man. Got to got to revisit that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what wow. are you what are you doing to stay creative right now? Well, you know the world's kind of on pause. Uh. You know, man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've been blessed to uh, be on an essential project job where, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very hyperactive, running the streets kind of individual. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, I so, sense that. I sense that. So uh, being able to work has really... Uh, Bless me beyond belief because that's awesome. At my at my job, we're socially distanced. At my job, so I'm in I'm a I'm in construction. I'm an electrician, right? Trade. So I'm working in rooms by myself. Yep. And uh, it's just you know allowing me to concentrate on on things like never before. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in a room, I'm working by myself. When I come, there's nothing open. So when I come home, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working at home. I'm doing yeah. things. I'm learning. And I, and it actually it's waking me up to how, uh, a lot of stuff I was doing was just so not important. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, I'm, I feel the same. I, just not important at all. I feel man. the same way. Because <laughs> you know uh, what? I thought I thought I was just going to watch Netflix. Everything's shutting down. I'm just going to watch Netflix for the re- next two months, and that's the right. last thing I've been doing. I've been I've been right. more creative than I've been in years. Yeah, and I've actually uh, I've actually started writing again. Nice. I, you know, I just it's just trippy, man. It's yeah. like yeah. Uh, so it hasn't been affecting me like. Uh, some of the other people I talk to, they're just like cracking up, man. Sure. Yeah. You know, which don't I understand don't know what to do. I don't know what, how I would be if I wasn't working, I probably would be in a different mind state, man. Yeah. So I praise God that I'm still working. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had, so I'm kind of in a different, different uh, place. Mind state. Yeah. yeah. Different than a lot of uh, people I know, like, like cats that have lost their jobs. They don't even know how they're going to get a job yeah. again. Cause this whole COVID-19 has forced their, the company they're with to get rid of their position period, because when it, they don't even know when they'll make money Yeah, in that 
area so that why not just get rid of it period and if they need it again just restart it right yeah but the individuals who used to work in that department <laughs> yeah yeah no longer have a job yeah so and we've never you know, in I, our lifetime we've never seen anything like this never seen anything like this yeah, so yeah we don't even know and it's not how to react so now so i'm like wow man i just i really thank god man and it was it, and the story about it is weird because right before the COVID happened, you know, I'm in the union. Mm -hmm. So yep. I was, I was what I felt wrongly laid off from the last contractor. Cause in, in my, to, before I tell the story in my trade, yeah. being in the union, it's like a high paid temporary service. Got it. Yep. We don't, we don't, we don't have to look for the work. We go to our union hall mm -hmm. and sign our names as the jobs are coming in with different contractors and it gets to your number, you, you pick and choose where you want to go. Got it. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah. So, uh, before all COVID happened, I took this job with this contractor who had like two, three years of work. Right? Mm -hmm. We finished, I finished this project I was on with them in three weeks and they laid me off and kept my boy, my partner, who I went out with, right. they kept him. Right. So I was highly upset, Absolutely. man. I'm like, man, God, what's going on, man? I need, you know, I needed that job, man. Whoop de whoop, right? Yeah. Don't you? And uh, don't you know what's going? Yeah. Don't you know what I need? <laughs> I'm, I mean, uh, Ryan, I was like literally pissed off, and, mm -hmm. and uh, almost, I hate to pull the race card, but I felt like racially motivated, sure, even, because. Yeah. The way it happened, yeah. you know what I mean? The way, the way and I was out. the only black dude let go, right. you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm tripped. The whole thing is just going through my head. But then, you, like I said, we're we're peculiar people. So mm -hmm. we just put all, we put our trust in God, right? Yeah. So I was just like, well, I mean, God, you must be moving me. You, This has happened before, and you took me to a better situation, right? Yeah, yeah. So then two weeks went by, uh, and I took another call at this place I'm at now, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, COVID nineteen hit. Sure, yeah. And the whole, the whole San Francisco, every job shut down, except for the job I'm on. Wow, wow. <laughs> come on, so come the dude, on. the dude who got to stay, I remember he calls me up and says, "Hey man, you still working?" Because I posted something on uh, Instagram. Right, right. I said, yeah, yeah, man, I'm still working. He's like, man, ain't that a trip, man? Because everything is shut down. You got laid out. You over there. I said, hey, man, trust me. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. And uh, yeah. God moves in mysterious ways, dog. <laughs> That's the way I'm gonna look at it. Because, hey, if I would have been there, I'd been sitting at home. He just barely went back to work Tuesday. Wow. See, and it's frustrating when you can't see the end from the beginning, right? It's like. Uh, you know, I, 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 we were talking the other day and I said, the God it was in our study, our Bible study. We said, uh -huh. I said, God is big enough to let you get really mad at him and you cuss him out if you need to. He's heard it all. I, I said, I don't, right. I don't recommend doing it a lot. I said, but right. when we're, when we're pissed, he says, yeah. tell me that's, that's what I'm here for. And, exactly. uh, and I remember a couple, all, couple people were like, a couple people were like, I don't know. Can you do that? I'm like, he's God. <laughs> he's heard it all. He's, he's, he's heard, he's heard rants. Look, look in the Bible. Uh, exactly. people ranted and people cussed him out and people, you know, left him and walked away and he still loved them. And that, yeah. that is still a, a, a concept that blows my mind. 
Like he's, he, he, he'll let me be upset because he knows, because yeah. he knows the big picture. This is part of growth, man. Yeah. We did, we did a study that talked about, talked about the upper story and the lower story. And he said, in the lower story, we don't know what's going on, but in the upper story, he's got it. I mean, that, that exactly what you just said, that job that yeah. you didn't understand why you got cut. Now you understand a little bit better why, why that right. happened the way it did. You just got to trust God. Cause Absolutely. I could have took that in a negative way and killed my blessing. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. No. So. So, and are you still, you're still DJing? Still DJing. You've, you've been DJing for a good long time. And, uh, and I, I really want to see a set. I mean, I've, I've seen the stuff you've done online, which is amazing, but I really want to see right. a set live and hopefully that can, that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the technology and the ways we can help get the world wow. out for sure. That's why I love Twitch right now. Cause the world can see me. In my, I'm in my room, but man, it's so beautiful that that uh format. You you really you've done you've done some stuff on Twitch. I stopped done my first set uh, yesterday. Wow! I posted it on my Twitch, so you know all you cats that are into the rare grooves and stuff like that. That's what I I try to spin on when I do go live. You know, and if you send me a link, I can post that as well. Oh man, most definitely, absolutely, man. absolutely. Uh, it's uh. Yeah, because if you're familiar with Twitch, yeah. So, well, I have a 23 year old son who knows Twitch very well. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, <laughs> he, cool. Whenever I have a question, <laughs> I just call my kids. Hey, what? Yeah, it's actually uh, they bring me up. Soup the chemist, uh, soup the chemist. Okay. Uh, one nine eight. That's All right. what I'm under on Twitch. But uh, yeah, I'll hit you with the link. Man. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, I'm I'm still new to all that stuff, man. But uh, for a while. I mean, I think it's the future, man. The yeah. way the way it's going down on there, and uh, since you're in uh, Canada, I'm in uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, that's right. We're not we're not exactly uh, geographically close right now. Uh, Twitch will bring us geographically close. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch brings people together. I like that. <laughs> brings us together. Brings brother. us together. It's like I'm I'm literally inviting you into my room on there. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> it was Fine. funny too because I was looking at because, like I said, it was, I was experimenting yesterday. Yeah. So it started off kind of shaky, but then I, once I got in the vibe, it was really rolling, right? Yeah. So last night I went back and just kind of looked at it, and uh, I just I had to start laughing because uh, there was like a tide box in the in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's called that's called COVID uh, Zoom. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, wow! I wish I would have moved that tide box. <laughs> <laughs> but but keep this in mind: it could have been so much worse. It could have been, you know, uh, like yeah, I've seen draw. people. I've seen people hanging their drawers, <laughs> hanging uh, in the background, or people walking in. I mean, there's so much yeah. stuff coming out of people strolling through, forgetting that the camera's on. And the <laughs> yeah. yeah, a tide box is okay. Yeah, man. But uh, I went. It, show, it shows that you do your laundry. Exactly. <laughs> but once I got out of the, you know, recording, doing albums and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. uh, I just went back to my roots, was uh, which is uh, DJing. That's where I started off, and yeah. I just went back to it. Now it's, it's totally different because it's all digital. Uh, sure. But, uh, there's, you know, if it's up, you just got to make an art of it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where where has your art... 
taken you that really surprised you? Is there one place or one experience you had that you you said, "What am I? How did I get here? What what got uh, me here?" What do you mean, like uh, maybe in in the studio with an artist, or on a stage somewhere, or or you know, talking to somebody about your book? Is there is there a place that you, you know, got to uh, that you really were shocked from from you know from beginning and recording your own cassettes for you? Yeah, I'll tell you, probably the one that motivated me and pumped me up and mm. took me to another level was actually a concert. It was me, SFC, which when I was with, uh, I think Dove was still with me then. It was me, okay. yep. Dove, QP, and I had, I used to bring XL uh, on stage with me playing a bass. Right. And we opened up for KRS-One Oh, and, uh, wow. What happened was, wow. The, in the midst of it, the promoter dipped with his, with Karis's one, Karis one's money. The promoter never showed up. Never showed up. So he yeah. wasn't getting any paid. So <sighs> we were backstage and this was that time where he wasn't, he was kind of disrespecting Christians and all that. So, right. You know, yes, he was. He, yeah, we were all like, you know, who we were. We were like, Yep. Hoods are good, so we were ready for whatever, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And, uh, so I went and introduced myself to him. And uh, you know, he was like, yo, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, we, you know, we ain't we ain't performing, man. Uh matter of fact, uh, he was talking to his brother, he said, uh, Kenny, uh, start putting the stuff back, man. This promoter's gone and we out of here. Right. Yep. And uh his stuff was on the stage already. Yeah. So all ready to go. They are introducing us. So we went out and started performing while they were taking their setup down. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> On the stage doing it while you were performing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they were behind us. Their setup, right. his DJ setup was behind us. But yeah. that's that's where the, the vibe for them was. So right. we, we walked out and started just ripping it, man. Like, yeah. you know, you got a picture us on stage yeah with k with uh with xl on the bass the dj so it was a different type of vibe that um, right you know i think uh kind of intrigued, yeah, intrigued them a little bit right i don't think i ever saw you with xl on the bass oh it was sick man when we used to yeah. rock we'd have break we wouldn't even use our original tracks we would like kind of remake yeah. stuff over break beats on stage <laughs> so yep. it was like a crazy vibe right yeah so yep. uh Halfway in, into my set, I look, I look over, and Karis One is on the side of the stage, jumping up with us while we're telling the crowd to jump. <laughs> wow! And I'm like, man. And he was one of the coldest performers at that time. People wouldn't even right. didn't even want to go on tour with him because he was murdering stages, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 So I had just got back from all these tours and, you know, it was just a, I was in a weird place, man. Like right, really right. kind of depressed because of uh, the yeah. Christian market just, uh, yeah, you know, wasn't really because, because it, because it, it is the way it, it, was, it was the way it was. It wasn't loving on us. Like we thought. Right. It should yeah. be. So yeah. to look over there and see this cat, uh, doing that. Yeah. Was, uh, really amazing, it's man. Affirma yeah. Affirmation. It changed my life because then after the after the gig, mm -hmm. he go he tells his brother, "Man, hook the stuff back up. They got me hype. We're gonna rock the crowd, even though I ain't getting paid." 
and he and for real he did his whole concert dude wow wow because because I, I i like to say that i've never seen that happen where a promoter ditches and doesn't pay but i saw it way too many way too many times with bands i've worked with and stuff and yeah. usually the, the response is exactly krs first response and you nope. being a promoter we're out do you understand how hype we must have got that dude for him to say i'm just gonna rock uh, yeah and not get paid dude you couldn't tell me nothing after that that <laughs> you know there's no awards that even I, equal I that so it, it was like there, there's, there's there's no awards in the world that would equal that sensation i would think that after that uh, it kind of i kind of felt like uh I, I did my thing, man. Like, I'm doing. I'm doing. doing I'm, got, I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So, wow. To answer your question, I think that that's probably the most memorable uh, event in my whole whole career. <laughs> wow. See, that story doesn't usually end that way. No. I can I can see why you write screenplays. Because <laughs> <laughs> that story that is not the, that is not the ending. The ending would have been KRS One was already in the card and yeah, took off yeah. before. Could he be? Yeah, somewhere. But clearly, there was when you talked about the spirit. There was clearly a spirit there that enticed him to stay exactly. and enjoy the thing that he thought he hated. Thought right, he and he was. And again, I remember how I remember how vocal he was, and I remember how much he softened over the years. Yeah, on a lot of things, on a lot of uh, things. But was, boy, he was deep in many ways, man. Uh, wow! Because That's a great uh, story. Yeah, there was no reason for him to stay. He wasn't getting paid. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, KRS One is. Uh, uh, there's a lot of artists that from that era that I don't listen to very much, but KRS One is one that still stays steady in yeah. in my playlist for sure. Yeah. Your yours your stuff and everything you've done, and uh, KRS One. Yeah, it's kind of weird that. Stand pair me to him too, and just to go through that. <laughs> it's just well, you know what? It, it, you know what it is. It's the it, it's the thought process. You were you were intelligent black man, uh, and still are obviously intelligent black man getting your message out by any means necessary. Right, right, right. You you weren't you weren't you 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 had fun. The, the, there's a lot of fun songs and what you did, but then as I said. There was there were points where I was like, I need you to think about this. Almost like almost like your approach to the book, right? Yeah. Let it simmer in people's hands because you don't know five years from now somebody's going to pick it up and and really delve into the scripture and delve into it. But it's like your job was to just to get it out, put it in people's hands, and they can do with it what they want. Right, right. And you can go as you can go as light or you can go as deep as you want. Because I'm sure there's people that listen to listen to you know, uh, your stuff to SSC to Soup the Chemist that. To listen to it on a surface level and that's where it stays yep. and then there's other people that really delve into it and really start to understand the history that you that you're bringing to light so and it's like it's like the bible we can read the bible on a, on a very light surfacey way and not really get anything from it or we can really get you know, into it and, and really let it change us let me piggyback on that i did this album mm. uh illumination right yes. and uh <laughs> Which, which it took me, sorry, it took me about a year before I saw the SFC That's on the exactly cover. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I took a no, no, no. Go, go. You don't, oh, everybody would, we would be on tour with that album and they were like, yeah. Hey, yeah, this is a trippy cover. I said, you see the SFC on it? Huh? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. They, nobody. <laughs> and you couldn't have planned, we couldn't have planned that. 
It wasn't planned. And how ironic that the album is called Illumination. Yeah. It's yeah. like Oh, that, that that wasn't part that of the plan. That wasn't the plan, dude. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the, Come on. The, uh actual the dude who was filming it, I mean who was taking our pictures. Right. He just started busting the windows out because it, it wasn't enough light. Needed needed more light to take a yeah. picture. And when he took the picture and we got it back, we were looking and we were like, dude, it spells SFC. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a solid year before I saw and that. He, the, the, photographer, the photographer tripped the heck out, dude. He was like, yeah. I literally watched him. He was just, it's not, he wasn't even a Christian dude. He just started wow. breaking windows to. Didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I didn't even. When we were taking the picture, nobody even noticed it, dude. But when the, we got the negatives back, Joe Taylor said, yep. Oh, that's cool, man, how you guys did that. I said, oh, <laughs> You planned God, that really God. well. We didn't plan that, dude. How deep is that, wow. dog? That is that is <laughs> so so that, that's that's the you know, that's the that's the core of the story that we've been talking so about. So when we went that... on tour, we and we were selling that album, we could that was a that was like the highlight of our product table. We everybody yeah. I said, hey, you see that? It, it just watching their response, exactly like you said. That was yeah. like our thing. We like we, we couldn't wait to get out there and ask people, do they see that? And they and they're like, see what? <laughs> and once we show them, you could never look at the cover again and not see it. Which is a metaphor for leaving something in people's hands and then letting them soak it in. That's exactly what the word illumination is. I didn't know we were going to get this deep today. You My did. goodness. You did? Cause it, it was, a, cause it's there. Yeah. But if you don't see it. And then all of a sudden it became illuminated. For, for those who have ears to hear. Yes. Eyes to see. Cause, and think about it. How many times have you read wow. something in the Bible? Yeah. And then you go back and like, man, I never saw that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what that whole, that's why I called it illumination, man. Wow. Wow. Somewhere in my house. And again, as I'm cleaning out my hard drives, I'm sure I'm going to run across it. I've got video of my three-year-old son walking around the house. How do you like your hip hop? <laughs> All that. And yeah. and now he's doing, now he's writing. He's been writing for the last four or five years too. So it's, 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 it's come full circle surrounding him with the right music that's has uh, yeah. helped lead him into, lead him into the path. That's so dope, man. thank you very much. I, the last question I want to ask is the most important question. Okay. What is it going to take to get you to Bermuda? Not much, man. I would go to Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, uh, the opportunity and timing. That's it. I love to travel, oh. man. So, but you haven't been there yet. I haven't been there. So to uh, go you, to Bermuda would just have to be the opportunity and the timing. Well, it's on it's on record here. We're gonna do whatever we can to make sure you get there. Cause yeah, I would I would love. I mean, you once you told me that, man, I locked it in on my phone, and I would love to go to Bermuda. You got into detail. You talked to St. George's. You talked about very specific stuff. Exactly. I was I was like, he's serious. So yes, yes. So I will. Uh, I will do whatever I can in my power to make sure you get there. So it, 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 like we said earlier, where there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. <laughs> hey, is there anything we didn't cover? Anything? Hey man, you're the man. You tell me. 
Oh no, that was <laughs> it's all gold. It's all gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be a part of this podcast today. I appreciate the fact that you've been a, a, one of the people in my neighborhood for ever since I saw you at Creations. That was a like 91, 90, and then on my turntable and on my CD player long before that. So I appreciate you being one of the people in my neighborhood and welcome to the neighborhood. All right, man. Well, thank you for having me, man. It was a, it was a pleasure. I love to uh, expose myself in this type of way. So uh, thank you, man. Thank you for that. Okay. And we'll talk and, to you uh, soon. Yes, sir. What? <laughs> How do you like your hip hop? How do you like it the sound? How do you like your hip hop? Do you like it kind of pop or underground? Think about it, man. I got you, man. I got you. Don't even think about what? it. I, no shower or nothing. Rick. Just get on. Yeah. I got the keys right here. All right, man. right. Rick. Cool. I don't, if me and Soup don't come in tomorrow, can you do those transfers to the slave reels and lay that one beat? Should have shine my baby up. <clears throat> yeah, just don't try to EQ it. Just lay it Just lay it straight from the, from the NPC. Alright. We're just not yeah. gonna work tomorrow. Just log up tonight and just if you get those things done tomorrow, then that's cool. Hey man, where's my tape at, man? Where's my keys too? Right here it is. Raggedy Las Vegas on a Monday. Hey, where's my travel tape at, yo? Oh man, that oh. Man, we know. went over that tape, man. Man, don't even say that. Oh, here it is. Here no, it is. I'm telling you, we went over it. Here it is. Here it is. Now we can beat the heck out, yo. Let's get out. Well, you better hurry. Or Rick is realizing we're serious. <laughs> <laughs>